Hey friends. Welcome to the Field Guide to Particle Physics. This is your informal guide to the subatomic ecosystem that we're all immersed in. Today we are talking about the electron cloud. We are made up of molecules, and molecules are made up of atoms joined together by their electrons, or sometimes by their lack thereof. Atoms are modeled by a nucleus surrounded by an electron cloud. We've discussed a nucleus earlier, it's the hard center of the atom. It's really, really small, as small as a speck of dust in the middle of a baseball stadium. Despite that fact, the nucleus makes up over 99% of the atom's mass. Electrons are quite light by comparison. The nucleus is small because nucleons, those protons or neutrons, are bound so tightly together. The electron, by comparison, is barely hanging on, and that's why their orbits are so wide. Because electrons are so small and so light, they are subject to the physics of quantum mechanics. And this is a deep and important fact, but for practical purposes, it means that the details of their motion around the nucleus are obscured. We can't say with 100% certainty where the electron is or how it's moving. And this obscurity is central to how atoms work. In traditional models from classical physics, forces like electromagnetism causes charged particles to orbit each other, kind of like planets orbiting the sun. The size and shape of those orbits is related to how much energy those planets have. And unlike planets, electrons are known to lose energy very, very quickly when they move in circles. If electrons were really orbiting in circles or ellipses, the centrifugal force associated to that rotational motion would cause the electrons to lose a tremendous amount of energy. This would eventually collapse the atom, sending the electrons crashing into the nucleus. This paradox was a big concern around the turn of the 20th century. To understand why electrons don't crash into the nucleus, it helps to consider a related mystery. Consider the simple case of the hydrogen atom, a single electron orbiting a single proton. The electron has no orbital angular momentum. It's not, so far as we can tell, moving in, in circles. So how can an electron stay in an orbit with a proton without any angular momentum? Quantum mechanics provides a curious, if unsatisfying, resolution to this mystery. Quantum mechanics obscures the true position of the electron. The electron is smeared out as a shell around the nucleus. The electron, you see, isn't really orbiting. It's just kind of hanging about in a particular region, which happens to surround the proton. Perhaps this explains the name, electron cloud. It's important to understand that this smearing out is related to this quantum obscurity. And this obscurity isn't just a failure of imagination or some failure of our technology. You can prove that obscurity mathematically, and you can verify that proof experimentally. And it's not that we don't know the details of the electron's position or momentum. It's as if those details simply don't exist. They aren't real. Weird as that sounds, it's a literal fact of the universe that keeps electrons bound to the proton. There's one other oddity that quantum mechanics bestows upon electrons that's important to understand the physics of atoms. It's so important that it has a name. It's called the exclusion principle. And it says that no two electrons can share the same configuration at the same time. 
That's another deep statement with a lot of technical details, but its practical implications give rise to virtually all of chemistry. The exclusion principle means that the atom essentially has slots for individual electrons to fill. Typically, they fill in from the lowest to the highest energy. So the more protons a nucleus has, the more slots these electrons have to fill. Perhaps you learned about these slots in a chemistry class. Higher energy slots have slightly different shapes, and yes, some do have angular momentum, but some do not. It's these complicated shapes that allow electrons to form bonds between atoms. But as this is a particle physics series, chemical bonds must be another story for another time. This has been an installment of the Field Guide to Particle Physics, a copyrighted production of the Poseidon Institute. Thank you so much for listening. For a full, free, online copy of the Field Guide, please visit our website at poseidon.org or follow us on Instagram. We've got a lot of other resources for you there. At the Poseidon Institute, we're on a mission to build and share physics knowledge without barriers. Come learn with us. Thank you.